Hi, welcome back to Paperback Besties, where we are besties who like to read and like to talk about it. I'm Rachel. And I'm Callan. And today we are talking about Divine Rivals, part one. Part one. Just as we did with Fourth Wing, we divided the book in half, and we are going to discuss the first half in this episode, our predictions, things we liked, things we didn't like, if there are any, and then continue on for the next part where we will talk about what we thought was right. Rachel made some really good predictions last time for Fourth Wing, and just the book in general. So we read up into chapter 26. 26, yep. Page 185 for those of us reading like the normal first edition hard to cover. Yes. Where do you want to start? Overall thoughts? (laughs) First off, can I just say how I like how we do our life update and recap before we start recording? Because like some podcasts talk about their life and updates while they're recording. And I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Get on with it. Really? I always like that. Oh, I hate that. I'm like, shut the fuck up, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I mean, I like that we have our little like friendship time ahead of time, which is good. Because then you can share more like personal things. We don't need our lovely listeners to hear. I don't know. It's therapy. (laughs) But I do. I do enjoy like a little bit of a. Yeah, I do too. But not like 20 minutes. I stopped listening to those podcasts. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, If it's like two minutes. Sometimes it's nice to pretend that people on the podcast are your friends yeah well yeah that's what i want from here but you don't have to listen to 25 minutes of us recapping the shit storm that is our week (laughs) (laughs) every week that's true but i do love built-in friend time i feel like i hang out with you more now i do too yeah it's fun yeah those of you who don't know us which is probably all of you, everyone (laughs) cal and i have been friends since 2000 and one and one. 2001. 2001. Yeah. And um, it is now 2023, so <laughs> it's been it's been some time, yeah. but we are sort of long-distance best friends. We don't really see each other that much. No, but we will soon enough. We will soon. And I love how we're reading books together. It's super fun. Um, I'm already thinking about the books, the next books that we should read together. Well, we're only halfway through this one, but still. <laughs> I am too. I don't think we have any more in common on our TBRs, though, but I can do a reread of something if you want to read something, or vice versa. Yeah, same. That would be fun. All right, we'll discuss that later. We'll discuss that later. We can always do a reread of Witch of Blackbird Pond, which I've been thinking about a lot since you mentioned (gasps) that. I would love to do a reread of that. I still, because I bought it on my Kindle when I reread it, and I I was actually on my Kindle the other day, and I have it, so I saw that. Um, There's also a reread of A Court of Thorns and Roses. That, I've been thinking about that episode. Readers, let us know in the comments below. <laughs> Do pod- I don't think podcasts have comments. They don't. If we get socials. If we get socials. If we get socials. I think they have a thing on Spotify where you can like make comments. Oh. Let us know if you would be interested in a complete Sarah J. Moss universe recap. I'm reading one book and that's it. <laughs> I'll read the whole thing. I'm interested. Maybe. Anyway, Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross is very yes. different from the Sarah J. Moss universe. Very, very. I'm, I hope you can clarify this for me. I'm kind of confused on this universe. I am too. Okay, great. Okay. Maybe it's explained more because it's, it's um explained kind of like the whole like gods thing gets explained further out, but I'm like, what year is it? Mm-hmm. I'm assuming in my brain it's like the equivalent of like 19... 19- 10 okay i think they mentioned in a chapter it was like 18 but it was like glossed over so 
Yeah, maybe it's like 18, between 1880 and like 1915. Yeah. That's my guess. Okay. That's the vibe I'm getting from okay. the typewriter usage and the skirts. I just wasn't sure if it was like a today thing, but like, you know, just to give some magical elements, it's typewriter kind of stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know. But yeah. I do think, so I also read a while ago, but I also read... Um, a River Enchanted by Rebecca Ross. And she does have, and she's written a couple YA stuff that people like that I have not read. But she does have this very, like, lyrical, almost poetic way of telling a story. Mm-hmm. Which I think is very prevalent in this. It's very, like, it, feel, it feels less modern than Fourth Wing, which we just read together. Yes. But I don't think that's a bad thing. No. I think it's just something I haven't gotten used to yet. I think it... Like you just said, I think it ties into the story well because it's a story about two writers who are writing to each other. So you kind of need to have it lyrical and poetic because mm-hmm. that's how writers in this, I guess, timeline would do things. So yeah, that makes sense. And they also talk to each other about like how to you know t- tell a good story and mm-hmm. what love is like and all these. You know, they have these sort of cerebral yeah. conversations with each other. I have this note. That I actually really do like their typewriter conversations together. Me too. I, I think those are like, I mean, I, obviously I like their face-to-face too because I like the huge contrast between the two. But mm-hmm. also because he's aware that it's her and she's not, which I think she's going to be hot pissed about. But I really love like the advice they give each other. It's very poetic and written so eloquently. I'm like, oh, wow, I sound like a dumbass to my friends. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> That's also why it's, like, the 1800s, too, because, like, people don't really talk like that now. Right. But, so these chapters are pretty short. They're mm-hmm. only, like, maybe five pages long. And um, sometimes, like, it took me a little bit to, to, to ramp up into this book. I think I read this first half in, like, three or four different sittings. Mm-hmm. And I was only reading, like, maybe 45 pages or whatever, like, 25 pages at a time until halfway through our first half so a quarter of the way through the book and I kept skipping ahead like not skipping ahead but like looking I was trying to fall asleep and I was looking ahead and I was like but they're talking to each other again in the typewriter conversation so I just kept going yeah. because I wanted to read more of their typewriter conversations which I enjoy I do too I- and I agree that like, I enjoy that the it's like he is sort of in love with her but she's in love with this character that she doesn't know yeah has he admitted that he likes her yet? I... No, but he totally does. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. He's I talking mean, to his grandmother about it. Yeah, it's underlyingly there. His betrothed, Eleanor, mm-hmm. I see her as Anya Taylor-Joy. I don't know who that is. Oh, you don't? Yes, you do. Dear Anya Taylor-Joy fans, I'm sorry. <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy, I know you're listening. Oh. We are sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no. I do know who, I do know who she is. Especially, like, her in Peaky Blinders. I've never watched Peaky Blinders. Okay, well, I'm going to show you her in Peaky Blinders. Okay. See? Yeah. I know her from many things, but mostly the menu. Yeah, I see it. I think she's a lesbian. Okay. <laughs> the, character. the character. Yeah, I could see that. I didn't think of that. Oh, interesting. Even if it's not, like, explicitly said, that's just, like, the vibe I'm getting is that she's just not interested in marrying him. And yeah. Mostly because she's just, like, not interested. So she's like, I'll go along with it for the sake of the family, but, like, I, I don't care about you. Yeah. We'll produce an heir because... Yeah. We can, but yeah, mm-hmm. I can definitely see that. Yeah, that's a good, I think you're going to be right about that. That's my prediction. Yeah. My my one note, my big note about this book is that I don't, it feels like a standalone so far. I know there's a sequel because it's yes. coming out and it's a duology. So it's, so the sequel's coming out in November. 
I am very interested in the second half of the book because I don't really know how we're going to get to like needing a sequel. I guess at this point during Fable, you couldn't see how it needed a second. That's true. Yeah. And A River Enchanted was like that too. I still haven't read that. It's 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 a very good book, but it it was like it felt like a, its own book and then like mm. you didn't really get to the needing of a sequel until like the end and you're like, mm. "Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see how it plays out. Because um, there's so many kind of things that are open-ended right now. Like, one, her brother. Yep. Um, clearly, they were very close. And then he went off to war. And he didn't write her like he promised. And that's how this whole thing happened. How did she know to slip her shit under the door? Like, under the door of her closet. Like, the letter. Side note. Sidebar. No, um, I don't know. Okay. I think at first she was writing... So I think they had said that in the past they would communicate via the wardrobe. Like when they wanted to talk in secret, they would like leave notes for each other there because they shared the wardrobe. Oh, right. So I think he would like see that she had left him a note, especially if they wanted to like talk about their mom. Got it. Whatever. So I think she was like like, sentimentally leaving notes in the Mm. wardrobe for him and then they started disappearing. Okay. So she assumed that he was getting them. Okay. Got it. But he still hadn't sent a letter in the mail. So that's why we're kind of here. Do you think he's alive? Or do you think he's dead? I don't know. I think for the sake of the book that he's alive. But I think if I was in Iris's shoes, I would totally have assumed he's dead by now. I think we're going to either have two things. It's either going to be he's alive and he comes up kind of like at the end of Fourth Wing. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. I didn't say who came up and was alive. So don't kill me. But... (laughs) If they're loyal fans of paperback besties, then they won't (laughs) have already known. (laughs) Um, But if you're listening out of order, which I do. Hot take. I do not do I do. Um, I'm like, what sounds interesting? Or he's going to be dead and it's going to be some like soul crushing scene. Mm -hmm. And it's going to drag over because obviously she'll be devastated that her brother's dead. And her mother's dead. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. mother... Yeah. As soon as I read that chapter where her mom was, like, doing her hair and sober, I was like, she's dead. Really? Yes. I guess I didn't think she was dead. I just assumed she would, like, disappoint her in some way. Like, something that she was just gonna, like, get worse all of a sudden. Because it was, like, 30% through the book, too. Like, there's no way that she was gonna turn her life around. She's only been in, like, one chapter before this. Yeah. Um, that was terrible. Yeah. And she had to go to work the next day. Yeah, and she, like, told no one. Like, your boss is yelling at you. <laughs> tell yeah, someone. Tell someone. But I think it just was the catalyst that pushed her to be like, fuck this. I'm going to go be a war correspondent. Yeah. You know what's funny is that when we were like pl- like talking or like 20 minutes before we started recording, I read the um, like the dust jacket thing. Mm-hmm. And like everything in this dust jacket happens in the first like one third of the book. Really? It's just everything, like, everything about the, the gods are warring again. Iris just wants to hold her family together. Her mother is suffering from addiction and her brother is missing from the front lines. Her best bet is to win the columnist promotion at the Oath Gazette. To combat her worries, Iris writes letters to her brother and slips them beneath her wardrobe door where they vanish into the hands of Roman Kit, her cold and handsome rival at the paper. When he anonymously writes Iris back, the two of them forge a connection that will follow Iris all the way to the front lines of battle for her brother, the fate of mankind, and love. That's true. And that all ha- already happened. We're so going we're into like, the second half blind. Like, blind. what's going on? <laughs> no idea. Oh my goodness. 
Okay. It says it's an epic enemies to lovers fantasy novel filled with hope and heartbreak and unparalleled power of love. I um I don't think this is that enemies to lovers because I'm not getting enemies that much. No. Um I, I yeah, same. I'm I'm you know, we've talked about this before with our favorite tropes. I'm very picky with enemies to lovers. This does have though the totally different backgrounds, opposites attract thing. I love that. Yeah. I love how he's in this very Malfoy-esque environment. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Malfoys. And she's like, you know, her mom's an alcoholic and is now dead because she got hit by a tram. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just lives in this squat little apartment and she's embarrassed by it. Um, Can't afford electricity. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Again, I was just like, what timeline are we in? <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was like, it's like the 18th Yeah, because we have electricity and there, I, I don't know. So, um, yeah, I kind of really love that. And I also love the whole backstory with the typewriters and how he was talking to his grandmother about her and how his grandmother was like, yeah, I was friends with her grandmother. And he's like, what? She's like, yeah, we didn't give a shit. Um, yeah. I really like the Enchanted Typewriter storyline. I do too. Yeah. Because it explains it, which I like. I like an explanation. Mm-hmm. I love a magic system, but I love I love it when a magic system makes sense. Mm-hmm. What doesn't make sense to me is his weird magical house. Yeah. Maybe yet. You know, it's only the first half. Right. But I don't, I want somebody to tell me, like, is it Casita and Encanto kind of thing? Like, why is the house conscious? Yeah. What's going on? Is the ghost of the third typewriter lady in the house? I <laughs> don't plot twist would love that if she showed up amazing but yeah i do want some of this to make sense i do enjoy their sharing of legends about the gods as way of telling us about the gods yeah i have a note that i'm kind of more interested in dakra and enza's story (laughs) i feel like it's supposed to be reflective of theirs and persephone oh okay Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely Hades and Persephone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it's supposed to be like reflective of, of them in some way. Because okay. why else are we learning about it so much? That's true. That's true. Well, because, I mean, they're at war right now. Yeah. I like how we found out through their writing each other, his backstory with Georgiana slash Del, his sister. Yeah. Because before that, he's like, I'm basically, I have to marry Anya Taylor-Joy because mm-hmm. I have to do this for my family because I fucked up. And I'm like, oh, fuck up. And mm-hmm. then he basically says, tells her that he feels like his sister's death is on him. Mm-hmm. So obviously I see where he's coming from there. I just genuinely enjoy every time that they're talking to each other. And yeah. I also genuinely enjoy Roman's when Roman is the lead of this, the chapter. Yeah. I and mean, it doesn't happen very often. It doesn't. It doesn't. I like him. And apparently Isabel Ibanez is the dedication she wrote to Isabel Ibanez, who read this book as I wrote it, and who convinced me to add Roman's POV. Isabel, you did the right thing. Yes, go Isabel. (laughs) Go Isabel. Thank you for that. Yeah. And she said it occasionally lets me get away with things. I'm talking about chapter 34. We have not not read it. And you know me. You know me. (laughs) I immediately like watch chapter 34 before I read the first one. (laughs) Um, I didn't do it, you guys. I didn't. I thought of Rachel, how disappointed she'd be, how I'd be disappointed in myself. I didn't do it. I was thinking about, I think, because in Fourth Wing, like, chapter 38 was, like, the sex scene. And so I was like, oh, my God, what if that's the sex But it seems like it's going to be dramatic. It's my prediction. I think someone's going to die. 
Or Isabella's just like, you need to throw in some smut. You, you need to, <laughs> they need to do it. Which is me as a friend, but, yeah. you know. Isabel, you were right. I think that Roman's, st- like, story is genuinely more interesting. Yes. I mean, I, don't I like Iris, her. but, yeah. yeah. I like Roman's story, too, because, again, it's Malfoy Manor. <laughs> like, oil tycoon as a dad. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think, I don't know what he does. Some sort of bombs. But Railroads. And Railroads. then Anya Taylor-Joy's dad does bombs. bombs. With Anya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he doesn't like that she's building bombs. And she's just kind of like, whatever about it. Yeah. Which is kind of badass, but... I like that... I do and I don't like that the this whole plotline with the Oath Gazette is, like, essentially done now. I was interested... Well, I don't know, because I'm like, you, you kind of nailed the politics of Fourth Wing. Mm-hmm. Have you thought... Because, like, my brain only takes me so far when it comes to that stuff. Have you thought about, like, why they're... They can't release some information versus the ink-ridden Tribune, which is like, go to the front lines and write everything. Well, based on... I did have a thought about this, but I haven't put it into words, so it might come out like smush mouth. But based on the fact that the the dad, Roman's dad, Mr. Kit, and the bomb maker guy are like the elite mm-hmm. in this society Mm -hmm. and the oath gazette is like the elite newspaper in this society so like to the point where like roman Mm -hmm. is like they're proud of him for working there i feel like they're like one like the like the right wing side of the story Mm -hmm. and like the Ridden tribune is like underground and indie and like telling the real story so it's possible that maybe the oath gazette is like in the pocket of people who don't want mm-hmm. the public to know the full story, whatever that may be. I don't think they're on. They're, I, I don't think that the society in uh, Oath is on Enva's side, mm. considering they're building bombs for Dakra. I don't know. I think it's pretty split because her brother lived in Oath, and he yeah, but he's like the poor people. Oh, that's true. That's true. So I feel like we'll the rich find people out are more. Yeah, that's my that's my suspicion. Is that the like sort of bourgeoisie of the Oath is on Dakra's side. Yeah. It's going to be a thing. And he, and Roman clearly isn't, he doesn't support killing people. And also he wants to tell a good story and whatever. And he likes Iris. And I think he's on Enva's side or on the side of, I don't want to take a side, but I lean towards these people. Yeah. Yeah. I sympathize with these people. Mm-hmm. Cause he just, um, he's not, he doesn't care about status or trying to look good to old money and mm-hmm. not being embarrassed that they're new money. Like, his dad is but i genuinely do not know what's like what's happening in the second half i have no predictions because i don't know i don't know where we're going yeah i'm like here for it i'm really having a good time with this book but i because i don't know where we're going in the second half i didn't read the dust jacket or the blurb for the second book because i don't want to spoil anything right i didn't either so i have no idea where we're going (laughs) i think we're gonna find out about her brother whether it's good or bad Mm -hmm. she's gonna go to the front lines at some point like her friend Addie did and Addie came back all fucked up. Right, yeah, yeah. And then we left off with Roman showing up. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Just strolling, because I think in the letter she had said she's on the front lines, mm-hmm. or she was a war correspondent, yeah, yeah. and I guess he put two and two together, and he's like, I gotta go. <laughs> he yeah. yeah, he he dipped, and he, he dipped. just showed up. And I think that conversation with his grandmother really helped because he's like, there's so much more 
than just sitting behind in the Oath Gazette, just click clacklin yeah. away. Yeah, yeah. Obituaries, and she's also oh, like I'm six hundred kilometers away. I was like, ma'am, what is that? So I had to Google <laughs> it. It's rounded up. It's three hundred seventy-eight miles. In case you're wondering, yeah. I don't know how far away that is, like in perspective. Um, I think we are a hundred and fiftieth miles away from each other. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Going back to our map discussion from Fourth Wing, one this of my would have first been a notes, great time for a map. Yeah, I really wish there was a map here. I don't always look at a map, but I feel like I want a map. Yeah, I just need to know like where. Okay, so Oath's here, and now um, Avalon Bluff. Avalon Bluff. <laughs> Avalon Beach, Jersey Shore, front lines. Yeah. Yeah, um, so she's in this town now. It's like, okay, where's that compared to the front lines, which I think they it's said like another was hundred kilometers 80 away. kilometers away. Yeah. And I'm like, what is that? Like, uh, a map would it's have been really... It's still kind of far away. Yeah. Still closer than Oath was. And Oath's just kind of hiding behind their ignorance. And that's what she wanted to do. And I think that's what Roman's doing. And I love how... No, that's totally off topic. What? I just like how like we know he's Roman Sea Kit, and we just found out that his name is Carver because I was like, oh, he's gonna give her his middle name, and then he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how she's just like Roman condescending Kit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cute. Yeah, but I'm also wondering like how long, like what? Because obviously we're gonna have the the like almost comedy of errors of her like figuring it out. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder how long it's going to take her to figure it out or if he's just going to straight tell her. I was wondering if she's going to hear the click clapping of the typewriter from his <gasps> room and then get a response and put it together that way. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's going to happen. <laughs> oh, really? A, I think that's a good prediction. Okay. Because I feel like it's going to be like a, a scene and she's just going to be like, oh, there he is typing away his article and I don't have an article yet. And I'm like struggling and then it's just going to be like, Psh! and then she's going to be like, oh, Carver wrote me. And then it's going to happen like one or two more times and then she's going to be like, oh, my God. Speaking she's of gonna, which, like peek at the door. I love how she. I like. I, I think it's really great of her to take these soldiers' stories, or not stories, but their letters. Be like, "What do you want me to write to your family?" And she's doing that. And mm-hmm. but I'm like, "Ma'am, you you have a job to do. Like, I really I appreciate that, but you need to be working on an article." And then she's like, "Addie, I don't like my article. I don't know what to write." And I'm like, "Of course you fucking don't. You can't. You're not working." These- you can't take these people's personal stories and blast it everywhere. You're not working. <laughs> Divide your time. Time management. <laughs> you have responsibilities. Yeah. I, know. I mean, good for her for, like, sort of not even uh, thinking about it. Just, like, going for it. Like, taking the leap. Yeah. And good for him for taking the leap, too. Because I genuinely think as soon as he got that letter that she was a war correspondent. And he was like, how to be a war correspondent. Yeah. <laughs> he well, was like, he already knew. Because the their boss at the Oath Gazette was like, if you guys get poached by the Inkwritten Tribune to be a war correspondent, like, you would never blah, blah, blah. So he mm-hmm. kind of, like, already knew. And I think he just was kind of tired of his pish-poshy life and was like, what? I'm just gonna go and be like this girl. Mm-hmm. His mom died. Her brother's off fighting war. She has no idea where he is. I'm just like, fuck this. I'm gonna go do something. And not type away <laughs> yeah not click clack away yeah about obituaries of rich people that i don't care about mm-hmm. have you ever 
seen You've Got Mail. Yes. I have not, but I have seen and been and worked on the, the musical She Loves Me, which is what You've Got Mail is based off of. Oh, I didn't know four that. times. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I watched it with my mom, like, back in, like, the 90s. So yeah. I, I know it's Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks and You've Got Mail. So it's... It, I think You've Got Mail is based on She, Lo- yeah, she Loves Me came out in like the 60s and it's a musical. And Dave and I have worked on it together actually four different times, which is very fun. Hmm. But anyway. I've never heard of it. Essentially like two people who work at the same like perfumery, like, a, like an old timey pharmacy that's like perfume and soap and shampoo and stuff for ladies. And um, the, the guy and the girl and they're like enemies to lovers and it's a whole thing, but they have like uh, writing, they write letters t- together from essentially like a Lonely Hearts Club, and they're falling in love with each other via the letters, and then they mm. hate each other at work, and then eventually they find out that the other person's mm. the other person, and then they fall in love. Yes, but yes. there's a scene in there that actually was like in this book, <laughs> where almost so in the book is when her mom dies, and he goes to bring her her jacket. And she's, like, crying in her house. And he brings her her jacket. And he's like, I just wanted to see if you're okay. And then she le- he leaves. And she's like, why did he want to see if I'm okay? Like, he doesn't care. And then she loves me. It's, like, after he stands her up for a date. Because he, like, walks in at the restaurant sees her sitting there. And he's like, oh, my God, it's her. And he, like, leaves. And then the next day she's, like, doesn't show up to work. And she's heartbroken that she got stood up on the date. So he goes and brings her some ice cream. And he's like, I just wanted to see if you're okay. And she's like, why the hell would he want to see if I'm okay? And I'm like, I am reading She Loves Me and I love it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. It's very very funny. Maybe book two is going to kind of transform into a book about like the gods and stuff. Mm -hmm. I noticed, based off of a conversation from Fourth Wing, the days of the weeks and the months are different. Mm -hmm. Rachel, (laughs) how are you feeling? It took me a little bit to pick up on it, I think. I think I the I picked up on the months right away because it mentioned somebody's birthday or something or some sort of festival and then like, oh, my birthday is three days after that or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. But I like it and I don't. Like, I, I like being immersed into a world and everything has its own rules. Mm-hmm. But also these words mean nothing to me. They, they, I don't know the direct quote, but they said something on like Alex's day or something. I'm like, yeah. okay, is this like like kind of like you know, the saints each have their own days, this kind of, like, that. Mm-hmm. But then they kind of took that and replaced it for, like, Wednesday. So I'm like, okay, where are we at here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a minor part that it's whatever, but I noticed it, it and I was like, oh. <laughs> it means nothing. <laughs> like, is Alex's day the middle of the week? Are we at the beginning of the week? Is it, like, the weekend? Yeah. Do we follow weekdays and weekends? So, like, we have a job. We have a nine-to-five do we have days off? Yeah. Or are we just working seven days a week? Do we have seven days a week? Right. Ooh. Who's to say? These days mean nothing. Right. That, that's why I don't like it. That's kind of why I was very confused. I'm like, what's ha- like, what, where are we at here? I mean, there's an elevator. Like, it seems like, right. you know, elevators were around. It's like the Titanic had elevators. But, like, I don't know. It just seems very, like, modern day New York, but still levels of Peaky Blinders era. Yeah, I'm very in the Peaky Blinders era. That's yeah. what I'm assuming. That that's where we are. But she's wearing, like, a military jacket. Mm-hmm. They're very progressive in terms of gender, which, yes. you know, is also just for the sake of this book was published in 2023. Yeah, and but women were fighting and... Yeah, we have female soldiers. Yeah. 
there's no disadvantage for her to get the job because she's a woman. Right. You know, there's no like, oh, she just, I mean, there is like a female secretary who just gets the coffee, but that's kind of just her job. Yeah. I don't think it's because she's a girl. There's other right. girl reporters. And Addie is a woman of color who also got mm-hmm. a job, the same job that Iris got. And Roman got. Yeah. As a rich guy. So, no, I'm here. I'm, I am enjoying this story. But I, I don't at this moment feel like it's a five-star read because I feel like I'm just a little confused. Same. But it's also the first half of the book. Same. So Shit could pick up. She could pick up. I read a lot of the beginning sentences of Goodreads reviews when I was trying to, I read the dust jacket thing on Goodreads. So then mm. I scrolled down and I saw the reviews and the first three that came up, like it's very highly rated on Goodreads. Yeah. Yeah. And the is. first three that came up were like all five stars and they're like, Oh, it's so heartbreaking. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> why? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't read why. Yeah, why? <laughs> why? What are we why? setting ourselves up for? Yeah. Like is somebody, <gasps> a vision, <laughs> somebody, is somebody going to get taken like Enva did? And that's where the cliffhanger is? Honestly, I love Addie. She's so sweet. If she dies, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. She, I, I do genuinely feel like she will. I feel like she will. Oh. No. She's giving character who dies. Or the um, B&B lady. Yeah, I don't really care for her as much. I don't know why. Me neither. Yeah. She's kind of just there. Yeah, she's just there. Sorry. I do not think the brother is dead. Now that we've talked about it, I don't think he's dead, and I don't think he's going to. Okay, okay, I'm I'm up I, for either. I'm down for either. I think that something is going to happen to Iris or Roman. Obviously, something somebody they're going to get separated, or something's going to be dramatic. I don't think it's going to be like a relationship fight. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be like a, a, a situation. Yeah, maybe like Iris gets taken, and he has to go to like the underworld, or whatever they call it here. It's the underworld, and <laughs> get her ooh fun that would be a good that would be to have a second book good second book <laughs> because everybody like on tiktok and everything like people really love roman and i really love roman too. i do too but people are like oh this is so romantic he's the best like book boyfriend and i'm like okay where are we going because i'm still kind of down with zayden who's more oh zayden's definitely not in it. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely hotter <laughs> Moral of the story is I like Divine Rival so far, but I um, I have no idea where we're going. Yeah, I have no idea where we're going. Right now, it's lacking the five star. I don't know where we're at. I mm-hmm. stopped reading on Wednesday. This is the earliest we could record, um, mm-hmm. and I kind of forgot most of what was happening. I don't know if that's just because of life or if that's because mm-hmm. so far, it's. I don't want to say it's not memorable because I haven't read the whole thing yet, but it's not hooked you yet. Right. Right, but yeah. I, I do love Roman, and I want more of him, so. Yeah. I'm trying to decide, because, again, we're only halfway through the book, but I'm trying to decide, like, if it wrapped up in, like, three chapters from now, would I read the sequel? No. Nothing's and happened. I, nothing's happened. Right. And and it's, but, it's the first half of the book. I'm not expecting anything to happen. It's true. I just got, like, a question in my head. I'm like, if some god was, like, come down to the underworld with me, would I? Like, the answer is yes, so. Yeah, you would. I would. I would be there so quick. Like, yes, <laughs> let's do this. Well, he doesn't seem like like a good god. Like, he doesn't seem like he's have any redeeming qualities in any sort of way. Oh, I want to go. Oh. oh, fairy souls. Let's do it. Yeah, but he doesn't seem like hot. He seems kind of like a Bowser type. We don't know that, first off. Okay. Um, he's, but I'm just saying, I... if a god from the... Un- even, like, like, 
Hades from Hercules. Like that version. Was oh, like, I would go. Um, yeah, I would go. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the thing. It doesn't matter if you're hot or not. I want to go. I would maybe want like a tour. I, I would decide. I wouldn't want to live there. We will see where this goes. We will see where this goes. And I have nothing to do tomorrow, so hopefully I'll just finish it. Same. So excited. <laughs> I have to mow the. I have to mow the lawn. So I will mow the lawn and um, and rain. finally get to use my back porch. So there you go. No, it's going to be like ninety-five degrees tomorrow. So never. You're mind. not going to. I will use my couch. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Paperback Besties. Make sure to join us next week where we will talk about the rest of this book. And we will see where it goes from here. All right, besties. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you Monday with another episode. Bye. Bye.